Chapter Five of Donald Grant. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Devorah Allen. Donald Grant by George MacDonald. Chapter Five, The Cobbler. At the end of the street, he came to a low-arched gateway in the middle of a poor-looking house. Within it sat a little bowed man, cobbling diligently at a boot. The sun had left behind him in the west a heap of golden refuse, and cuttings of rose and purple, which shone right in at the archway and let him see to work. Here was the very man for Donal. A respectable shoemaker would have disdained to patch up the shoes he carried, especially as the owner was in so much need of them. "'It's a bonny night,' he said. "'Ye may weel make the remark, sir,' replied the cobbler without looking up, for a critical stitch occupied him. "'It's a balmy night.' "'That's rather a bonny word to put till it,' returned Donal. "'There's a kind of an air about the place I would hardly have thought balmy. "'But truth is not the fault of the night.' "'You're right there also,' returned the cobbler, his use of the conjunction impressing Donal. "'Still the weather has to do with the smell, with the mare or less of it, that is. "'It comes frae a tannery nearby. "'It's not an ill smell to them as used to it, "'and ye would hardly believe me, sir,' "'but I smell the clover through it. "'Maybe I'm prejudiced, "'seeing but for the tan-pits I couldn't a whale drive my trade, "'but sitting here from morning to night "'I get a kind o' a habit o' looking out for my blessings. "'To recognize an old blessings most better nor to get a new one. "'A pair of shoon whale cobbled, "'whiles full better nor a new pair.' "'They are that,' said Donal. "'But I dinna just see how your simile applies.' "'Isn't a getting on a pair o' old whale kent "'and whale mend at shoon "'at winna nip your feet nor yet shuckle, like waking up till a blessing ye've been having for years, only ye dinna ken it for one. As he spoke, the cobbler lifted a little wizened face and a pair of twinkling eyes to those of the student, revealing a soul as original as his own. He was one of the inwardly inseparable, outwardly far divided company of Christian philosophers, among whom individuality as well as patience is free to work its perfect work. In that glance, Donal saw a ripe soul looking out of its tent door, ready to rush into the sunshine of the new life. He stood for a moment lost in eternal regard of the man. He seemed to have known him for ages. The cobbler looked up again. "'You'll be wanting a hand frae me in my ain line, I'm thinking,' he said, with a kindly nod towards Donal's shoeless feet. "'Small doubt,' returned Donal. "'I had scarce started, but was o'er far to gain back, when the sole of one shoe came off.' "'and I had to trump it with both my ain. "'And ye think at the Lord for the old blessing of being born and brought up with souls of your ain. "'To tell the truth,' answered Donal, "'I has so many things to be thankful for. "'It's but small wonder I forget many one of them. "'But no, and I thank ye for the exhortation. "'The Lord's name be praised, he gave me feet fit for ganging upon.' "'He took his shoes from his back, "'and untying the string that bound them, "'presented the ailing one to the cobbler. "'That's what we may call death.' "'remarked the cobbler, slowly turning the invalided shoe. "'Aye, death it is,' answered Donal. "'It's a sair divorce of soul and body.' "'It's a some old foreign joke,' said the cobbler. "'But the fun until a thing doesn't a wear out "'any mare of the poetry or the truth until it.' "'Who will say there was no providence in the loss of my shoe soul?' "'remarked Donal to himself. "'Here I am with a friend already.' The cobbler was submitting the shoes, first the sickly one, now the sound one, to a thorough scrutiny. "'You dinna think them worth mending, I don't,' 
said Donal, with a touch of anxiety in his tone. "'I never thought that where the leather would hold the stick,' replied the cobbler. "'But whiles, I confess, I'm just a wheen tribble to ken how to charge for my work. It's no barely to consider the time it'll take me to cloot a pair, but what the wearer's like to get out of them. I cannot take mere nor the job'll be worth to the wearer. And yet the war the shoon, and the less to be made of them, the more time they take to make them worth anything of all. Surely you ought to be paid in proportion to your labor. In that case, I would whiles have to say to the poor body it hadna another pair in the world, at her one pair of shoon wasna worth minnin, and that would be a heartbreak and sair feet forby, to sick as couldna like yourself, sir, gang upon the Lord's own shoon. But who make you live in that way? Suggested Donal. Who it's the maister of the trade sees to my wages? And who may he be? Asked Donal well foreseeing the answer. He was never cobbler himself, but he was once carpenter, and know he's lifted up to be head of all the trades. And there's one thing he can abide, and that's close pairing. He stopped, but Donal held his peace, waiting, and he went on. To them it makes little, for reasons good, by their neighbor, he gives the better wages when they gang home. To them it makes all that they can, he says, ye help it yourself, help away, ye had your reward. Only come na near me, for I canna bide ye. But about the shoon o' yours, I dinna well ken. They're well enough worth doing the best I can for them. But the morn's Sunday, and what hae ye to put on? Nothing, till my kiss comes, and that I doubt winna be afore Monday, or maybe the day after. And ye winna be able to gang to the kirk. I'm not particular about going to the kirk, but gin I wanted to gang, or gin I thought I was born to gang, think ye I would bide at home, cause I had na shoon to gang in. Would I fancy the Lord affront it with the bare feet he made himself? The cobbler caught up the worst shoe and began upon it at once. You say how it, sir, he said. Can I sit all night at it? The one'll do till Monday. You say how to four kirk time, but you maun come into the house to get it, for the folk would be scunnered to see me working upon the Sabbath day. They didn't understand that the master works Sunday and Saturday, and his father is well. You dinna think then there's anything wrong in men in a pair of shoon on the Sabbath day? Wrong, in obeying my master, whose is the day as well as all the days. They would fain take it for the son of man, who is the lord of it, but they cannot. He looked up over the old shoe with eyes that flashed. But then, excuse me, said Donal, why shouldn't ye hold your face till it, and work openly in the name of God? We're tilt neither to do our good works afore men to be seen of them, nor yet to cast our pearls afore swine. I count cobbling your shoes, sir, a far better work nor going to the kirk and I would not have seen a man. Gin I were working for poverty, it would be another thing. This last Donal did not understand, but learned afterwards what the cobbler meant. The day being for rest, the next duty to helping another was to rest himself. To work for fear of starving would be to distrust the father, and act as if man lived by bread alone. When I think of it, he resumed after a pause, be in Sunday, I'll take them home to you. Where will you be? "'That's what I would fain how ye tell me,' answered Donal. "'I had thought to put up at the Morven Arms, "'but there's something I didn't like about the landlord. "'Can ye any decent, clean place "'where they would give me a room to myself, "'and no seek murner I could pay them?' "'We have a bit roomy ourselves,' said the cobbler, "'at the service of any decent wayfaring man "'that can stand the smell and put up with our ways. "'For payment, ye can pay what ye think it's worth. "'We're never very particular.' "'I take your offer with thankfulness,' answered Donal. Well, gang ye in at that door just afore ye, and ye'll see the good wife. There's none either to see. I would gang wi' ye myself, but I canna with this shoe of yours to turn into a Sunday one. 
Donal went to the door indicated. It stood wide open, for while the cobbler sat outside at his work, his wife would never shut the door. He knocked, but there came no answer. "'She's some dull a-hearin,' said the cobbler, and called her by his own name for her. "'Dory! Dory!' he said. "'She canna be that diff, gin she hears ye,' said Donal, for he spoke hardly louder than usual. "'When God gives you a wife, may she be one to hear your lightest word.' "'answered the cobbler. "'Sure enough, he had scarcely finished the sentence "'when Dory appeared at the door. "'Did ye cry, Goodman?' she said. "'Na, Dory, I canna say I cried, but I speck, "'and ye, as is your custom, hearken till my word. "'Here's a believin' lad. "'I'm thinkin' he mon be a gentleman, but I'm not sure. "'It's hard for a cobbler to ken a gentleman "'it comes till him wantin' shoon. "'But he may be a gentleman for all that, "'and there's no hurry to ken. "'He's welcome to me, gin he be welcome to you.' "'Can ye gie him a night's lodging?' "'Weel that, and wi' all my heart,' said Dory. "'He's welcome to what we have.' Turning, she led the way into the house. End of chapter 5